Episode 5 of Tech Tree. I am joined by our helmet man. Hi, Partha. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good as well. Shaban, how are you? I am good. And uh, hello to all our listeners. So, in case you missed it, uh, our last episode, which was episode 4, uh, you know, we talked about smartphones, OSs, ecosystems, tons of camera tips, actually. We also talked about our preferences, things to look out for. So, I think it was a good episode. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about privacy. In light of all the news that's been coming out about Facebook, perhaps we should just put sort of, uh, you know, some of the items in a little bit of context. The reason that we're even talking about this today is because a couple of weeks ago, a whistleblower in a company called Cambridge Analytica went to the press uh, with information that the company was uh, using data data collected from Facebook for various means. Now, Cambridge Analytica is a data analytics company with a arm that works in politics. Uh, so they work with uh, different campaigns campaigns and things. And so, uh, you know, the accusation here is that uh, some of this data was misused to influence voter preferences in multiple elections and so on. And since then, of course, there's been a lot of information and a lot of um, stuff coming out about that. That's the political side of it. And so perhaps not something we want to focus on very heavily. What we want to talk about the other part of this, which is the fact that Facebook was used for this. Um, Facebook, uh, when contacted by the publications that the whistleblower went went to, uh, New York Times was one, but there were a couple others, decided to come out and essentially ban Cambridge Analytica from uh, the platform itself and operating any applications and other things under it. Cambridge Analytica violated its terms of service by taking data out of the platform. You know, we want to talk a little bit about this aspect of it, right? Like Facebook being the platform that it is and the the level that it has reached. you know, what are the implications of this? I think we also want to talk about what you can do and need to understand as well about all of this stuff. Let me start actually first by, by getting the two of you guys in. So here's the thing. I, I have been intensely social for a very long time. The way I see it is that anything that goes out on social media is public knowledge anyway. I don't post anything that I don't want to go out. And that's always been my policy since the day I've been on the social media, which has been close to about 12 years now, now, now that I think about it. But anyway, you know, you can easily find my contact information online all you have to do is look up Partha Srinivas and I suggest you actually try that and you will find all my information online so there's really nothing that on the internet that I haven't put out there uh, without knowing that it's going to stay on the internet and be inherently searchable What's happened with this entire fiasco is that people are all of a sudden really, really scared and worried that they've put out information that they did not want others to find out about. And that's now fallen into the hands of people that are using it to make money off of it. So I don't know what hurts them more. The fact that they found out that they've put information out there that they did not want anybody else to see. Or is it the fact that the companies have found this information and are now looking to make money off of it that they're not going to see a single penny off? That's the real question that I want to ask and figure out that what is really bothering them. Because anything on the internet is definitely public knowledge and you just need to know how to find it and that's the only thing that separates the wheat from the shaft. So my take on this is uh, A, it wasn't surprising that somebody sat down and like okay we're, we're going to use social media to influence people. It's been happening for the longest time except now we had the possible breach of a democracy, uh, of a country's democracy here. And it wasn't just any country. uh, It was a very major player on the world stage. That's why this has become like this huge thing. This has happened in other parts of the world where people have been using social media to, to throw out like crazy campaigns. And there have been people who have been killed because of false information that's been spread on social media. And we've gotten in this culture where we just believe whatever whatever 
is 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 on the screen just because it's and and outrage over whatever as well yeah yeah and this outrage then pours out now the outrage finally i, th- I think is being pointed at the, the right people because for too long a lot of these companies that collect this data uh have used it as a commodity and i think the commoditization of privacy is is a huge problem uh i was talking to a friend of mine and he said you know what i don't really care uh, i have nothing on my profile that that that's of any use to absolutely anyone i I could not give a shit they'd find nothing there and i said look that's not the point the point is it's the entire principle of it if if your information is being sold then people are going to use it to try and change your mind and maybe in our generation those methods may not be obvious at least in my generation we grew up without social media so we understand the difference but what about the generation of people that are still to come and what if this is a norm for them and they grow up on this and then their sense of self-worth which we're already seeing now is based on social media they'll be a hell of a lot easier to control and to manipulate and to change their minds and to sell them products and that's where the danger lies for me personally and i think now is a is a very good time to have this debate since it's all out there in the open so here's the thing i mean shivan made a very important point about the fact that we uh, i think all three of us are grew up in an era where we went from not living online to being able to live online rather comfortably and there are a generation of people who've been bought into this world and are seeing only this online lifestyle now there are a ton of different things that have changed since the time that we've we've been very very careful growing up around this entire online animal so we haven't really put as much out there you're coming into an economy i mean people are right now kids are coming into an economy with the fact that they have smartphones and they're always taking photographs and they're sharing information quite regularly and all of this definitely adds up to data and data is probably one of the biggest things that any company would especially social company like facebook or now their client feed off of making us their consumers would love to have again i come i'm coming back to the point that i do not go online and put any information that i know is probably going to be questionable to my own safety and security because we grew up in an environment where we were very about how things could be now they're in a situation uh, and again these products have been made by the the same group of people who live with the same sort of theory that we grew up with right i mean they understand the importance of this privacy and they've been building on top of this to try and uh, massage the egos of all the newer generations that are coming on to these platforms try and make sure that they are comfortable about it what has happened is wrong i am not taking away from the fact that what happened should not have happened but uh, here's the thing it's happened there's no way that you can get that information back and even if you do there's no saying uh, that there aren't copies of this floating around somewhere that they could get it from elsewhere because now they already have the source information so my entire question question is have they taken the right steps to fix it in the future and what are they doing to remedy the situation that's already gone bad so the good thing is you guys have touched on what i think are the three larger areas that we need to look at the first one is you know why is there so much outrage and yes a part of it is hey this has been going on for a long time but there there's some there are a couple of specific things that happened in this particular case that is acting as sort of a shock value the second is the part you just talked about partha which is um, you know what can really happen over here now because now that the data is already gone and and, and whatever is outside is outside and is sold and all this other stuff and what what is realistic uh, to look at from here and the third thing which is something shaban talked about a little while earlier what does it mean for people as users and, and how you should handle your behavior online with regards to the first part which is um, you know what really happened here so i'm i'm going to try and see if i can do as layman an explanation 
um, you know, of this. And that is that essentially what was done as a as a dummy test initially, I think it was like two provinces in a state in the US where these guys did some personality tests, okay, and then correlated those personality tests against, um, you know, online activity. So there was one thing that the user, you know, that, that various users added in terms of extra data to say, hey, you know, I'm this kind of person, I react this kind in these kind of situations and blah, blah, blah. But then the rest of it is stuff that, that Facebook as a platform was able to provide, which is what are my likes, what kind of groups I'm active in, what, what are my opinions? And this was correlated to throw like a really silly, very, very simplistic example. But you know, if I hit my boss and I'm between the ages of 19 and 22 and so on, I'm also pro guns or something like that, right? That kind of correlation. Of course, it was more nuanced than that. What people didn't know and the people that were taking these personality tests didn't know is then this service then went to their friends without taking this personality test, right? But instead only mapped their behavior online and then correlated it back towards these personality tests kind of. So saying that, okay, well, since this person is pro guns, uh, that means they must, you know, there's a high chance they're between 19 and 22 and also hate their boss, right? Like that kind of reverse correlation that they started doing. If I remember correctly, they, they were able to predict personalities, uh, you know, up to somewhere between 70 and 85%, depending on where they were and what the age group was and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so this is what they actually then used to, again, allegedly, uh, influence voter behavior. The reason that there is so much outrage today about this is, A, did those extra people actually consent to their behaviors being collected? No, they didn't because it was their friends did it, right? And it was just mapped on. And two, the role of Facebook in terms of providing this data without necessarily taking consent, collecting something about you by saying they're collecting something else or something related that an average person may not necessarily understand. This is where the role of Facebook is is under such heavy scrutiny. One of the reasons I stopped using Facebook as a service to authenticate into other services, because obviously, you know, authenticating via Facebook or Twitter or some other social platform makes life easy, right? You don't have to sit and remember another password and whatever else. But I would find that the application would then ask me for two levels of permission. The first level being my name, my email, and I think my profile picture. And then the second level being my friend list, my my likes, the groups I'm members of, my posts and stuff like that. As someone that is uh, fairly understanding of these these things, uh, would hit edit and try to turn off all the things that weren't required, right? All this, the friends and all this stuff. But more often than not, when I would do that, I would get a rejection from the application saying, well, I need all that information to allow you to authenticate, right? And I would then say, okay, well, in that case, I don't want to use you. In fact, this was one of the items that, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg as well highlighted, um, I think in one of the interviews he did post this whole story coming out, that, oh, we are now going to make sure that applications cannot demand that. And so, you know, then that's that's where sort of these second level questions start to come up. We're saying, well, well, you know, wasn't that kind of obvious? That's not something an application needs to do authentication, yet we're going to let them demand it because, you know, the average person isn't going to notice. And then what are some of the things that, you know, Facebook is coming out and saying, well, okay, you know, we're going to give you extra settings and we're going to give you more, which has been traditionally Facebook's response um, for every privacy violation that has come into light like over many, many years, saying that, oh, this provider violated whatever and that therefore we're going to add an extra setting. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, right, Chirag? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, Facebook are evolving as a platform and they really need to adapt to the needs and that's exactly what they've been doing. There's no way that they could have foreseen that any of this information that they're... I mean, it, it was a learning curve for them and the, the more they evolve with the data they collect and the more they understand how companies are going to use it, the more privacy settings will increase. It's just the way I, I see it because, like I mentioned, you know, these guys grew up in, the, in a similar environment or a similar mindset that you 
or the three of us grew up in where you know there was inherent trust in the way things i mean they didn't realize probably at that time that this situation would have uh, come up and when the moment they realized it they immediately put in safeguards to make sure that that didn't happen in future so it was i i'm not entirely certain that they did this voluntarily but i don't think that, that was always the way they did things so again that's just my two cents on that here's the thing First of all, there's a couple of things that we haven't mentioned yet, and I won't bring that to the table. So you talked about a personality test. Again, I, I view them negatively because they have this mindset that we have to connect and we have to do this and ethics be damned. And that's my problem with them because they knew about this in 2014. A lot of people say, oh, this is a Facebook hack. It was not a hack. They actually had a feature built into their API that allowed somebody to write a program, do a personality test, and that feature basically didn't give you or me an option. It didn't say, I don't want to share my, my friend's details, I can share mine. So th there was a setting in your profile that basically allowed you to stop it. But most people don't know about these settings because these settings are added and, and, and maybe subtracted uh, over a course of years. So this feature that was exploited was called Friends Permissions. In 2014, there was this guy from Cambridge. He wrote a program. His name is Alexander Kogan. He's actually the reason why all of this shit started. And he created a test your personality app. And he said, we're going to pay uh, people two to four dollars to install this. And we're going to use that permission granted to har harvest profile data. So 270,000 people installed the app. But the problem was each person that took the test had another three or four people that was in their social circle. So when you added all of that up, it actually collected up to 50 million profiles. Then a lot of people say, oh, but Cambridge Analytica stole that information from Facebook. They didn't steal it. They bought the data from this developer. So A, let Facebook actually had a feature. So they knew about this stuff. They knew that people were building apps that could, could use all of this data on us and to, to do all kinds of funny things with it. And they were perfectly okay with that. And that's my problem with them. This thing that, oh, we're going to just, you know, people are resources. People are people. Their rights exist where even if they're, if they're not there to defend those rights in front of your screen at 12 a.m. in the morning, wherever the hell you are in the world. It doesn't matter. That is why I blame Facebook as well. So again, this guy uh, sells this data to Cambridge Analytica. And then by law, they were supposed to inform Facebook that, hey, you know what? There's this huge amount of data that I have, which I'm selling. For them, it was okay for two people to just have a, uh, have a digital agreement. So they, you know, the guy sells the, the 50 million uh, user data to Cambridge Analytica. Facebook was actually notified of that. Let me let me add there a little bit here. So yes, they were notified of it. Uh, Facebook's only action at that point was to say, well, you know, this data existing outside of the platform is a violation of our terms of service. Can you confirm this data has been deleted? Um, these guys came back and said, yep, we've taken it all. You know, we've wiped it. That, that, so that's where the story ended, essentially, from Facebook's point of view to say, hey, you know, we did our bit. You know, we can look at Facebook's history of uh, privacy violations and we can actually to some extent you know can take both stands right like as, as Partha said you know oh well you know they're evolving and and I could look at it and say well it shows me a pattern of behavior that they're you know that they're only doing something when pushed against a wall right like I said you know I, I use that example of the Facebook authentication bit right and for me that's that's a sign that's a bad sign right that hey you know you don't need this information but the fact that you can demand it and Facebook doesn't have a problem with that. There is a pattern of behavior that is not healthy for me as a user, but also as someone who's observing this stuff. And then B, uh, to be perfectly honest, like I read through the statements that came out of Facebook. Um, I, you know, I saw part of the interview that, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave, I think, to a couple of people. I feel like Facebook's, the stand Facebook is taking, and this is my opinion. We, we've just realized that this could be a problem, and we've stopped Cambridge Analytica and all their applications. 
But at no point did Facebook say, which would have at least reassured me a little bit, that, oh, we're going to go and audit and look at every single application that was built at that time to make sure that nobody else went and violated this. Uh, and maybe they can't do it, right? I, I don't know that. But but it is a, it is a huge question mark to me that they don't seem to be wanting to take responsibility to ensure, uh, you know, that this doesn't happen. Yes, Facebook is one of its kind, right? They, you know, what they've built, I mean, nobody has come to the same scale when it comes to social data, no doubt about it. But I, I feel like, that, and I definitely feel like there are certain things where Facebook could themselves have taken a better stand than they're taking right now. I think you guys have made solid points uh, against what I've said. But I still believe that from a humanity standpoint, we should give the devs a little bit of benefit of the doubt that they probably didn't get the right uh, direction or the right kind of guidance. That could just well be the solution. I mean, if you have to look at it from that perspective. But having said that, as a company, they had the moral obligation to let people know the moment they found out that shit went down and they could not take care of it at that point and they are working on it. And I think that they have been really good about that. And I agree with you. They should have uh, they should have come to the public and said, hey, this is what, what we feel has gone down. But it's this culture of, of everything that's happening is normal. This is normal. This is fine. This happened in 2014. It was absolutely A-OK. I was reading a couple articles and this one stuck out. Uh, so somebody asked him what kind of control Facebook had over the data given to outside developers. And he said, and I quote, zero, absolutely zero. Once the data left Facebook servers, there was not any control and there was no insight into what was going on. We always assumed that there was some kind of black market for all this stuff. And that is the issue here. And the reason this has become a sort of a big media darling of an article is because it's how it's being framed now. Before it was fine, like, oh yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't care if people know my stuff. But now that people found out that, oh, they're using the stuff that they know about me to influence my judgment, now I'm suddenly angry. And that's the issue. That's the way I see it. Again, it comes boils down to the fact that as an individual who's using these platforms and is aware that Facebook, and, and they've been very upfront about it, that this data is going to go to other sources, right? Facebook does not own... Th- you're right that like you're sharing what you think is within limits and et cetera, et cetera, right? Part of the question here is, guess what? My data could have been given away despite the fact that I didn't consent to it purely because you are my friend and you were fine with taking this test. Oh yeah, that is a breach of, that is a, that, that is a so breach there, of that is one question mark that is 100% for me, that's one. Two is how much really, and, and this is, I know this is a subjective side of it, right? But how much really does the average person understand privacy in terms of what they're giving consent to? So for example, the issue with the, the Android call scraping thing, and again, I, I, I'm just going to touch on it simply, is uh, the reason why they were raising this question mark is because the Android API that allowed this to happen was only required consent of, of your address book, right? And the second layer of it was implicit. Now, Facebook even came out with a statement against this to say, well, it is common practice to do this or ask for permission uh, of the address book. They're right. It is, right? We see tons of apps that keep asking for this information. But this is where, for me, a company like Facebook, with the number of people they have on their platform, could have taken a better stand to say, yeah, you know what? That was wrong. We shouldn't have done it unless the user wanted us to. It could set a better tone for what privacy would mean to the average person rather than saying, well, it's common practice. Everybody's doing it. So guess what? We did it too, right? And we're just going to sit on that bandwagon. Yep, I agree with that. So here's my question. Who is everybody for Facebook? Is there a third intergalactic entity with universe spanning social media platform that we don't know about that that Facebook is is the everyone? So this whole thing that, oh, what kind of defense is that? 
when people give permission to these apps they give it in a certain context they don't understand or the apps don't make it clear that there's other associative permissions that they think that they're that they're giving them access to which in fact the user may not be giving them access to and i remember a couple of years ago we didn't have this permission based system it was understood every app has a limitation now we've gone in, in the last 5 6 years i think maybe 10 years i don't know so with os is becoming so deeply ingrained in 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 our phones that app permissions are a thing this itself in itself is a, is a long discussion but if i were to widen the scope of of this investigation this should be a part of it i mean why why are we structuring apps so that they yeah okay it's fine you 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 know you need zomato to call the the restaurant but do you really you you just can't have a button there that uh, can say call x without getting my my number out uh, there should be something there some sort of privacy agreements between everybody involved in this industry that we're we're going to create a system that respects people's privacy and that's the issue that the system that because everything revolves around money it's that system is not there it doesn't exist and it's so easy to manipulate people's minds and to go out and into the press and say oh we're really sorry everybody else was doing it it's that's there's not i i don't think that's a justifiable defense let's move to the the point you were talking about there needs to be some kind of consortium and or something that respects privacy and that needs to be agreed between different stakeholders right so this is where i what i call the privacy complication just goes out of hand the problem with these online services is how do you get this to happen one of the words that you know that's thrown out a lot is gdpr and gdpr is the new privacy regulation that's coming out in the eu so the specification has already been put out but it takes effect some point this year and everybody's like okay well that's great you know the eu has is launching gdpr and it's going to take all these social networks and these online services to task wonderful except guess what we are here and gdpr doesn't matter right and so facebook could continue to do exactly what they're doing here and it would not be enforceable so so gdpr doesn't solve anything for me as a person or for us as people or anybody on this side of the globe just as much as you know the us laws don't solve any problems for us literally what is happening is that they're going to have different version of facebook floating around in different regions purely to adhere to the local regulation around the social media are you actually kidding me with that they're completely capable of doing this uh they have the scale to do it as well i no 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 I, there was no question of capability they they can put in necessary changes to comply with gdpr within the eu jurisdiction and not implement those things elsewhere in the world and that would be legal how do you solve this problem without like i heard somewhere and and again uh, i'm i'm going very anecdotally on this but it's just to add to this point uh that someone went in and estimated that under gdpr facebook would be fined uh, the equivalent of about 800 million dollars or something like that for not explicitly asking for consent and there's a penalty for that you know who's going to be fined that actually actually right it's going to be facebook's entity inside eu because that's where the jurisdiction is it isn't enforceable on necessarily on facebook global or facebook us or, or right and i know i'm going very simplistic on this argument but for me this is the problem no you know simplistic works in this case because that is exactly how most corporate conglomerates work when it comes to cloud services or comes to any kind of in- stuff that's happening on the internet if you look at people who run private clouds and hybrid clouds uh, for uh, large companies they have to adhere to just the local norms of where the server for that cloud is sitting and that again drives me loopy because it's so flexible saying that oh you know what my server is based in the eu and i have to adhere to those norms and i cannot provide the service to the us because they have a completely different set of norms but the data can transfer freely between the two of 
improve them because my local installations adhere to the local norms and that's all I really care about. It doesn't add up to me because you are providing a service that's connecting the rest of the world to, to everybody and you're saying you're going to have localized versions of the law adhere to only that region. I mean... I don't see any good sides to this argument here. You're, it depends on in which which part of the world you live in. If your government cares about your privacy, then they can force some of these corporations. Um, and if your government does not care about your privacy and your government's like, oh, hey, uh, we actually want to know what people are up to, so why don't you guys set up shop here? Um, then you're pretty much screwed. Again, personally, I feel that these decisions, what data can they take from you if you don't share it, if you don't put it out there, if you don't manifest it? I mean, yeah, then they're stealing. And of course, that's another argument. But if you don't put it out there, they won't know about it. I still have friends who freaking I get a, I get a blow by blow account of what the freaking hell they're up to during the day. And I, it, I'm like, dude, why? But that's how some people roll. And maybe I don't understand it, but it could be perfectly normal for for somebody who's grown grown up in that in that scenario. Well, I mean, and, and social media as a just I mean, purely from a from a platform and or tool point of view, I mean, no doubt it's it, it is helping tons of businesses, tons of individuals, you know, connect with audiences, connect with customers. I don't want to get into the, the, the point about, oh, you know, why are you sharing your breakfast, lunch and dinner with me? Like, that's a different conversation. I want to touch on this too, right? Like, how realistic is it for us to get Facebook out of our lives, right? I mean, I, I look after a couple of pages, like a couple of Facebook pages for, for different things. Things. And so me deleting my Facebook profile means poof, like I've lost uh, my ability to manage those those pages as well, right? It's all intertwined. Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp. I mean, essentially, the social profile all over the world in, in various formats. It, I mean, how, how realistic is all this that we're talking about when we say, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy for me to be more cautious or easy for me as a person to be more cautious about what I share. And I, I use the parallel here when I'm explaining this. Uh, when you look at something like, say, Google, if you feel that, uh, you know, Google collecting your search history and or other information about you is not something you want, you can look at another search engine. Yes, you may lose reliability a little bit and occasionally go back to Google when you are unhappy with the search results. But you can realistically move away from it as a search engine. Facebook, on the other hand, is where all our people are, right? It's the social circle that you have. And there's a reason why no other company has been able over the last many years, and they have been enough people that have tried significantly better implementations of of how privacy and all this stuff should be handled but they're not able to take off because no matter what you do and no matter how much you want to try and be an early adopter and get on those platforms all your people are still sitting on facebook yeah as an sme owner i can tell you a lot of people run their entire businesses off facebook for them to get up and go is not an option your competitors are there your client base is there and if you're not there you're going to be losing out on business i don't think that this kind of data breach involves businesses yet but it's not that far of a stretch to know that okay tomorrow they could basically use companies that are on facebook so if i'm a competitor to an x company i can pay somebody who can write a third-party app and then and figure out what my competitors clientels are, are interested in buying and then i could use that data to undercut my competitors pricing all from the, the cushy comfort of my chair i mean that's that's scary I, I don't want stuff like that to happen but it's a it's a possibility in, in today's reality i again it boils down to where do you set the line to have a moral compass and does your moral compass align to the rest of your colleagues and are you going to be strong enough to say hey guys i think this is a shitty idea and we owe it to our users to be better there are no easy answers 
I guess the the last bit we've also had a couple of listeners you know ask us questions I've been speaking to multiple people who've had questions over the last week or so what would be some of the things you would advise listeners to do and I and I don't mean delete Facebook because obviously we've discussed that uh, but you know to try and limit maybe some of the dangers that they could be putting themselves in with regards to their data uh, when it comes to any app in general but I guess specifically Facebook read the privacy settings read the privacy setting and read the privacy settings also don't put anything out there that you don't want the world to see but most importantly read the privacy settings if there are a couple lines yeah uh but what if, what if some some kid is 14 years old and you know the end user agreement is like 16 pages long he's not going to sit through that unfortunately he not not in years you couldn't pay the guy to sit through that and my advice to people is to be aware that your information is important even if you think it's not it's important even if you're not influenced that information could be used against people that you know or are friends with that's the reality we live in today so just remember that and again this addresses the people that uh, think that you know hey um, i'm an open book my life's an open book come in and see that's cool your life is that's great actually it's refreshing that you can live like that but it's the principle of it and the principle of it is that just how we have walls in our homes we we don't live uh, in glass homes for a reason and the same analogy applies here your data is your digital home and you don't want that to be made of glass for everyone to see great points guys but in addition to that also you know understand that there are some very very simple things you can do it's important to understand you know what you're giving access to um it's important to review what you're giving access to as well i mean one of the things i land up doing every now and then um you know is i go back and see um you know what is it that i've given access to on facebook on twitter you the, you know both of them do provide you a list of applications that have access to your facebook account and not just what app applications but what do they have access to within those applications as well. oh yeah and and just go through that if you see something you don't understand remove it I mean if it's something that you're going to use it's going to ask for it again anyway and you'll have an opportunity to restore that. Um the same thing is true for smartphones. I mean I uh, granted I can talk more about iOS than than Android but again iOS has uh, a very very clear you know menu under settings called privacy which clearly shows uh, you know what applications have access to every little piece of data you own your location data your photos your your contacts your health data check to make sure that you haven't accidentally um you know given access to an application that you don't know or you gave access to an application at some point in the past but you do not you don't use it anymore or you don't want to use it anymore whatever it is and revoke those privileges it will take half an hour maybe on a you know on a day i mean i you know in light of when when all this news broke out i went through my facebook applications to see you know what by any chance i had given access to and i found a couple of things on there you, you know that i don't even remember there are a lot of applications that are called something else but branded something else or a lot of applications that you forget that you've given access to and things like that with services like facebook like twitter even instagram or whatever you're giving access to your accounts to these applications you know persist unless you take them off in a way the good thing facebook did announce that they were going to have a sort of i think a, a 45 day or is it 60 days kind of time frame where if you don't use an application for that long they're going to automatically revoke the access thank goodness i mean i wish they'd done it before but hey in the meantime go through the applications on your social media go through it on your smartphone i think i think you bring up a really good point uh, and it is uh, it is up to people a lot of these applications make things too easy so hey you want to sign up here's here's a button click that button off you go and it sounds convenient but when you give when you press that button you give them access to your account and you don't know what's going on in the background right now it, maybe that app is completely legit it doesn't matter the next app may not be and that's what uh Chark's been trying to say sometimes we need some just do things the old school way i, I still use 
a password and I don't use auto sign-ons with Facebook and I, if, if if I need to put in my data I, what I do is I'll just you know create a new profile and I'll, I'll only give them the information that they need so if they need my email address that's all they're gonna get if nothing more it takes a little bit longer but it's worth it because then I know and as far as privacy is concerned if you really are concerned you need to start looking up at what what Google's up to as well uh, they collect a shit ton of data and we don't want to get into that again it's a whole different episode but use a privacy browser uh, don't use Google if you don't want to be targeted sometimes these days FYI I get irritated with my Google searches and I've never noticed that before because I get localized searches and I'm looking for international answers to something or, or international resources why the hell am I seeing some weird company in Dubai that has nothing to do with the query that I've just typed in. Why is this on the top five uh, listing? Because they're profiling you and they think that that's a good idea. That's what the algorithm thinks. So I've moved away from that and I use privacy browsers. I use a, a search engine called DuckDuckGo. I have a look at it. It's completely keeps you anonymous. And you know, you use privacy browsers, so you're relatively anonymous, so people can't profile you. The whole point is that you need to start understanding that your privacy, even though you may have nothing to hide, is important. You, and the steps to, to remedy it aren't that hard. Just don't put anything out there that you don't want there to be. Read a little bit about what people are saying online about what services you're using. So if you use the browser, read up about it. See what the privacy implications of that are. There's a lot of people that actually go through this stuff. You know what they do is they'll sit down, they'll break the app down, they'll see what data is passed to what server, and they publish that information. So that that's it's not that hard to do. At least you can try you guys have summarized this so well i mean there's really very little that i can add to this except just reiterate what we've said so far watch what you share make sure you've double checked every single setting uh, whether it's privacy or security privacy and security go hand in hand and you need to make sure that what you're putting out there and the way you're putting it out there is also safe in the sense that there's no physical access to it from your phone from by anybody else but it was also you're making sure that it's, it's it's locked in a way so that nobody else can get access to the account based on the information that you're putting out there you know because they're very closely linked to each other so ensure that you and only you have access to all of your social media data uh, using the security and the privacy settings so two-factor authentication email link verification all of these fun things are not just gimmicks these things really help so use them Okay, so I think, um, and, and Pata, you raise a good point. I think it's something that we should perhaps address uh, maybe in a different episode or we can do something a little bit more dedicated to, you know, trying to break down some of these things that we've just talked about on, on a security front as well, right? We will come back, I think, as well for more privacy-related things as the story unfolds, perhaps as new regulations come about and things like that. I think there's some um, there's some more conversations to have here. We're all dig- digital citizens and digital residents today, right? Like, it's not, it's, it's not that easy, especially... Uh, you know, in most of the places that we live in to sort of live an outright disconnected life. That also means that each one of us individually has to be a little bit more aware of what it is and what are the implications, some of the things we're doing, and to be cautious about it, to review it, not to just ignore it and say, uh, pff, I don't care, right? No, we, we kind of have to a little bit because, uh, you know, we, we kind of need to understand really what the implications are. As always, if you have questions, just shoot them to us. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at TechTree. Uh, so that's at T3CHTRE. And I'm going to get uh, the two guys to give us their contact info as well. I am on Twitter at Airspective. So that's A I R S P E C T I V. 
and I look forward to hearing from you. And to reach out to me, my name is Partha. Uh, you can find me on almost all social media as Partha NS. Uh, don't look for me on Facebook. I've actually changed my privacy settings so you won't be able to find me. <laughs> <laughs> He is one of us all. <laughs> I like it. I like that. So uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Chiragandi. That's at C-H-I-R-A-G-N-D. As always, you can find Tech Tree in any podcast player of your choice. Do subscribe. Do reach out to us. Uh, throw in a review if you feel like it. Um, and we'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs>